0: You're now listening to the real man. I appreciate them dudes for talking about the raw. Wait, they were talking about the relatable. That's exactly what I've been going through. The relentlessly real podcast. Welcome, 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 world. What we up, are here. Up? Uh, for another episode of the Vanilla podcast, where we discuss real, raw, and relatable topics, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. Let's kick this off with some amazing introductions. Uh, my name is still John, and today I will be known as Thunder. Thunder, yes. And well, what is this from, Terrence? It's, I,
1: I don't, th- we don't need to divulge, just, just. Just know that I'm. My name is Thunder. It's
0: ridiculous that it's you. It's not this. ridiculous. You're it's, not 12 years old, right? No,
1: I'm seven at all times. Get okay. it correct.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous that at you all do this times. Today. And I hope you guys had an amazing week. Um, we are getting to the beginning of the weekend. Uh, where hopefully we're gonna turn up. I know I got a couple. You're in first. the you middle of the
1: weekend. It's like nothing. Middle. It's Saturday. Like, the weekend starts Friday night. Everybody knows that.
0: Oh, is that is that what I don't believe that that's the case, but if you think that that's the case, that's fine. I think Saturday you is, take a
1: poll. Does the weekend start Friday? Does the weekend start? Okay. The weekend a- starts as soon as you get off of work on Friday.
0: I disagree. You're still unwinding. Oh, you, you're your
1: self-employed, day. so that don't count. You don't I, you're, I, I understand. So I, your energy to, to this topic. I, okay, does so maybe not I,
0: count. <laughs> I used to work full time just like everybody else. Okay. And with that working full time, I was like, yo. When I would get off of work, I still didn't feel relaxed. I didn't feel like the weekend started. I feel like it was the beginning of the weekend, maybe. I don't know. I can see that. You know, but you're still like winding down for the day. That's all I'm trying to say. So like Saturday is your first full day. You know, you're feeling relaxed and feeling like, man, all right, it's time to get this, this, this weekend started. I got some plans. I'm going to you know, hit some brunch spots, whatever the case may be. So to me, that's when I feel most at home. Most into my weekend. That's my groove. But uh, feel free to let me know when the weekend starts for you. Okay, we got, you. I, I, we got yours, Terrence. We have, everybody. It's has a
1: half it. a day at school. It starts Thursday night. Cause I'm just gonna push through this half a day.
0: I got you. I got you. <laughs> so I have a question today for you guys, as I always do, and here it is: You can only pick one: an 850 credit score, two million in cash, or four thousand dollars a week for life. And you can only pick one. That's so easy. What is it for you, Terrence?
1: So, $4,000 a week for life. Are you kidding me? That's so easy. I don't got to work. Who cares about credit because I'm not borrowing anything <laughs> and I get to invest. I'm going to at least uh, I'll take the first four and I'm going to invest the next four. Then I'll take the next four then I'm going to invest the other four. Then I'll take the next four. We're going to do this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh-huh. I'm good. You can give don't me the, want the give two million, the million up front? No, I'm good. Give me the four. Give me the four.
0: I hear you. I'm I gonna think.
1: blow the two million. You
0: You're gonna blow blow? It I'm quick?
1: gonna I'm am i I'm gonna be. Paul's I'm gonna actually. black man that joint. So yeah, I'm gonna blow that joint.
0: Well, you'll probably blow the four thousand too. No, I won't. I you know will literally invest. In
1: yeah, because I know I'm gonna get the other four. and It's like guaranteed. So I'm gonna okay. invest out of the other four. That's okay, for sure. What
0: about you? I, I I I roll with the two million in cash. Uh, I think. Uh 4000 a week s- uh, sounds nice as well. That's my second option. But I think my first option would be to I think credit scores as I'm gotten older they matter l- less to me. Um like credit scores are cool and all but like unless you're going to do like a heavy heavy leveraging of your credit to yeah. uh to do things with it which you can do but I feel like if you have cash then you don't really have to do that. It depends on what yeah. you're going to do, you know.
1: It's more li- it's more li- is it liquidable liquidable, right? Is I saying it right? I never it has heard more, that word. It has more liquidity. Okay, i that word. Money. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I, I would, I would go with that. Um, if I, if it was me, if it was up to me, so I would say two million in cash. You know, um, that's so pretty Terrence, good. Terence, I know Terence. Do you, you have? You said you have something that you want to share, but that, you don't want it to be like a so I, a I, Netflix I, chill yeah, thing or yeah, it's not, you know. it's
1: not, it's not a, it's not a thing. So, and that's, for the things, I actually just saw this this morning. Okay, so I, I. I'm off all social media for the most part, right? Yeah. And lately, I've just been—I've fallen totally in love with TikTok. Um,
0: yeah, you've I got just, a love affair. You've been really—I am
1: in love because it is hilarious. Yeah. It is just a hilarious. Um, I just like it to laugh at. Um, and so,
0: you and I'm most people, to, TikTok is yeah. where you know where where people go, and it's funny because I think TikTok is way better than Instagram, actually.
1: It's way better. What's interesting. And I think,
0: I think they're doing a good job of like giving you that quick content of like something. It, but it's sad because I'm like, what's going to be next? Because TikTok is literally like 30 seconds or something like, is our attention span like going to be seven seconds in, in like 2024? you know? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Is, it is going to be that. All right. So Terrence brought something in. Let me see Terrence, what you got here.
1: So just listen and might have to play it twice.
0: Can you go ahead and hit play?
1: I'm going to hit play. So I just want just listen, wait for it, trust me.
0: Okay. To walk enough laps around the airport again. with one. My plan is to walk enough laps around the airport with one headphone off for someone to think that I'm mysterious enough to walk up to and fall in love with me. And then boom, We're... Oh. I should not say that. My plan is to walk enough laps around the airport with one headphone off for someone to think that I'm mysterious enough to walk up to and fall in love with me. And then boom. We're, boom. I should ridiculous. not say that. <laughs> okay. That's ridiculous. So, that's ridiculous.
1: So the reason why I chuckled so, so freely. She said, oh, I should not say that. Yeah. I love when people can be racist towards their own like to themselves. I agree it with is that. absolutely hilarious. I agree with and that. So I stumbled upon this, like this TikTok person. She's only 19 and she has a vast amount of followers. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely hilarious. And it's always about poking fun at either her culture or American culture or misconceptions. And yeah. so for her to walk around the airport in this in the full gear and just say, boom. Oh yeah. wait! I should not say that. <laughs> like, just
0: you chuckled it, very.
1: It took me out. Like, <laughs> it took me out. Okay. Like, man, that's racist. <laughs> like,
0: against herself, so it's okay.
1: Is 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 it is it okay?
0: Yeah, it's okay. Absolutely. Anytime I'm, they're racist against themselves, it's okay.
1: We had this huge debate the other day. Are are white people allowed to say the N word if they are quoting or repeating a statement?
0: We've and talked we about this before.
1: We did, we did, we did. We yeah. did. So this happened at work. At I job. personally
0: think it's fine. If they're quoting, I don't think they do it, but if they're saying a song, like a Jay-Z song, and it says nick nigga in the middle of the song, a lot of people feel like they should not say that word. I personally am okay with it.
1: This happened at my job where where a, a white teacher said it, and she was actually she was telling the students to stop saying the N word, but she didn't say the N-word. She said stop saying nigga. And the students were like, Oh, <gasps> I think that's okay. She's <laughs> Me fan. too. I, like, so, but but you what happened is by the time I got, by the time it hit the airwaves, the entire grade knew. I had parents calling. I had a, two parents come up.
0: That's ridiculous. It's, it,
1: it's just like and, and I had to get the context. of Come up for what?
0: Like, to do what? To say what? Like, come they, on.
1: Because what 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 shockwave was? There's a white teacher using the n word at school. Yeah, She's and that's not what not, happened.
0: I, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. And along the same trajectory of, of ridiculousness, there's some new shoes that are coming out. I wanna know, Terrence. Are you gonna get these right here? These uh these shoes? You're gonna get them?
1: What are those? The breezies? What are those? The- those are you
0: know what? Fashion has just gotten to a point. What, dude, where, what those? I don't know what they're called. Um, uh walk on water. I don't know, I don't know what they're called, but they're apparently are something that's uh fly and cool and nice. I don't know what's happening in fashion today. That's really where I'm. I'm. I'm lost. I'm looking at stuff on social media, and I'm oh, watching it's water. It's water. They put they put water into the shoe, and I don't know why, but it's. You want to walk on
1: water? It fits right in with our topic, yo. They it's wanna... it's
0: it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous, and it's hard to watch. So I'm 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 asking myself constantly. I'm like, well, what's are we okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, I I'm asking. You know, are we okay as a culture, as people? Those. Huh? You're not getting those. You is there what?
1: an amount is there an amount that would what is there an amount that would allow you to get those?
0: No, not at all. No. Not at all. So I'm just I'm I'm more or less just like not okay with it. And I think for me, it's just like a matter of trying to understand why I'm not okay with it. Because I when I saw it, I was just like, man, that's ridiculous. Like, why is this even happening? You know? I, I think
1: I think so. What, what what were you gonna name those?
0: What was I gonna name them? What would we name these? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like I don't know what I would name them. I don't know what they would be called. Um, they didn't have a name. No, no, no name is called. It's just literally like on there. You know what I'm saying? So when I saw it, I was just like, let me just show this to my to my friends and see what they think about it. I couldn't. I couldn't see myself wearing it. The air but...
1: swishers. I don't, I don't. I don't know. You said what? The air swishers
0: the air swishers yes no. i don't no don't just stop get just give up okay i
1: think they're fashionable
0: oh you would wear them i said i think they're
1: fashionable that doesn't okay. mean i would wear them i just okay
0: i just want to make sure so anyway guys we've been talking about um for the past couple of weeks we've been having great dialogue and conversation about not even past couple of weeks maybe just last week about the church um we got kind of deep in the conversation previously about what is the church, how does the church executes being the church in the community? Um, you know, what the, what is the church all about? Are you okay, Terrence? I don't want to make sure yeah, you're all yeah, right. go, go, go. okay. What is the church all about in terms of um, you know, how they handle certain topics? And so today's topic is so dot, 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 about the church and the handling of the topic of sex. So this one is 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 very interesting to me because it's a multi-layered conversation. And the reason I say that is because uh as you talk about sex, it's, it's like they t- how they handle premarital sex, how they handle the topic of, like, properly preparing for sex, right? So, like, like people that are, like, on their way to having sex with their partner, um, okay. and, and, and so, like, having the proper context of that. And then when people have babies in the church, okay, have, I've, I've experienced a couple of different times when people have babies outside of wedlock in the church, the church's handling of those conversations, or lack thereof, is troubling, It's troubling to say the least. Um, So I guess the best way to start about it is like, you know, does your church or have you you experienced a church that does this conversation well or did your church essentially not deal with this topic well when it came to the topic of sex?
1: (sighs) Oh, so funny story. Mm -hmm. I was a member of a church and when I was a teenager, I would say maybe 18, 19, um, and we you know, we went through this ceremony where everyone agreed to, to save themselves for marriage. All the teenagers in the church. So we went through this three-four week course on, on weekdays, and all the all the parents dropped the teens off, and we were learning about you know sex and what God meant and and all that. Great, mm-hmm. cool, no problem. Yeah. Um, and then we had a ceremony. We had to wear all white. We had to wear all white. And then we all got, I think, after, everybody got a ring. Mm-hmm. And then we had a ceremony. We were all white in the evening, and we c- celebrated. We're going to be absent until marriage. All the teens in the church, it's about like 100 of us. All the teens in the church. The purity movement. That's right. You got it, Marquis. Is that what it, it really, it's really is? That purity it's movement. It's a thing? Movement. Yes. It's a real thing. And it was. And then <laughs> by next the purity week, movement. By next week, uh huh. everybody was tearing everybody else down.
0: <laughs> Wait after the ceremony of the The following
1: week the following week
0: everybody was smashing
1: like i'm not saying everybody but i don't think bam has made it at least a month
0: they were taking each other to Poundtown. they
1: were taking each other to drillville (laughs) like like, drillville drillville yeah and i remember i'm just saying and, and and my mindset is like why why did that happen Why did that happen?
0: My (laughs) kid said, with the rings on. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, man. Like, break it. Like, you know, (laughs) within six months, this one was pregnant. This one was pregnant. This one was pregnant. Yeah. And so my mindset is, and I'm not saying it's it's the church's fault. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am interested in, it was more so, it was just the ceremonies. And it was just like, okay, go off in the world and survive on your own. (laughs)
0: Well, what was the what was the point of it of the purity? It's called the purity point, movement. The, what point was the point was
1: just it? that you know you as a Christian you're supposed to wait till marriage and mm. and as a teenager who belong to the church we can't speak for anybody else's church but the members of our church they're yeah. going to wait. <laughs> oh yeah. no, they not.
0: <laughs> well, they all got the got the yes, and they all went back yes, and had sex. yes, pastors' okay.
1: childrens, uh, like a, it was <laughs> like the whole gamut.
0: So my thing is especially with the com- the conversation of getting pregnant right um the church is handling of that specifically how does the church deal with that like how do you think they they deal with people getting pregnant outside of outside of marriage Whew. do they do I mean, do they handle it well do they do they handle it not so well like do they prepare people for that like if you know do they talk about it as a subject matter in church or what do you think
1: i see i think when i grew up it was talked about
0: what was talked about?
1: It was sh- about how you you know you shouldn't have sex before, you know, marriage. And then you shouldn't, if you get a, it, like the being pregnant out of a wedlock becomes proof that, because no one knew you was banging unless you got, you know, un- unless you've got, um unless you had a baby. Now that you had a baby, now we know, <gasps> now she's in sin. She wasn't in sin before. Yeah. But she's in sin now. So, she's right. gotta, so if she has any position in the church, yeah. she has to be sat down. Yeah. She has to be sat down, like immediately. Everybody else on the pulpit were virgins before marriage.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and Marquita, um, thank you for exposing yourself because I actually wasn't going to expose you. I was going to let you know that that's what you wanted to do. Uh, but Marquita went ahead and said, now, John, you know, I've been through this and I hated how the church treated me. And I uh, I remember this uh, with the specific a specific church that that ha- happened with. But it ha- it's happened a, v- a variety of times sure. with different churches that I've been a part with uh, where people essentially will that, that'll happen. They'll get pregnant outside of wedlock because um what terrence shared with me on wednesday when we had our pre-meeting about this was that he feels or he believes that you know we shouldn't be saving ourselves from marriage necessarily we should be trying to have um you know more dealings about conversations about um sex and then going right into sex maybe like 18 19 years old maybe 20 that what you said okay so that got quoted (laughs) you don't want to have sex
1: i got that got quoted all wrong what? So, what I said, because that makes sense. that sound like I'm saying there's a monger. <laughs> like be whores, be no, whores. You said, I mean, you said have sex, you said our sexual so jobs what I sexual be... What I said was, i you said tell the story, John. What I said was, um, I, 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 I've, as I've gotten older and I am 40 now, and I've dug more into the word, and I, as, as a history major, I've dug more into what life was like. In, in in certain time periods or yeah. whatever. And so I what I, I do believe that God is very clear. God, I'm not talking about church. God is very clear about his idea of what he wants to happen with sex and from sex or and through sex, whatever it was. What right. I think where we went wrong in the world is I do not think it was God's expectation that someone's supposed to be a virgin until 40.
0: Right. And, and that's what I, said? The I didn't say that. No, you said oh. that
1: Terrence and Marquis to quote you said the turns things at 18, start going to pound. No matter <laughs> have, where you I have,
0: are. I may have slightly misquoted that. You but. slightly misquoted that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
1: I think what, what we have done as the church is we have not handled that what we've taken out of what the the Bible fits in today's time. But what happens is I think it is not God's expectation that we wait till we're 40, 50 years old to to. Mm. to to do something that's very natural to our bodies, like sex, is literally like food. Yeah. If I'm yeah. hungry, I'm supposed to eat. Yeah. Do I eat everything? Do I eat anything I want? and Everything I want? No, yeah. probably not. Right. There, you'll do harm to your body. It's kind of the same thing when it comes to sex. Yeah. Right? And so, so the idea of, you know, and we and John, we were t- we were talking about there was this like and so. And I'm only bringing up. I know people hate when we bring up Kevin Samuels, but for the first time I saw this. We saw this episode of Kevin Samuels. And it was 45 minutes long, and I've never watched a whole ep- episode of Kevin Samuels. Um, but what I realized is that there was a girl in the show, she was 40 years old, and she was a born-again version, and the reason why she hasn't found anybody is because she's trying to wait this marriage. Mm-hmm. And wh- although I-, I see that what she's what she's going for, I don't think that God's expectation is for you to be 40 years old, still waiting to find, waiting to have sex, waiting to have sex when it's a natural, it's a something that God gave to us naturally. Yeah, And so the the idea is, so how does that fit in 2021, 2022, 20th century? Because yeah. it does fit, but I think we have got the game messed up. It's not God, it's we. Yeah. I feel like oftentimes God's sitting back looking at you like, you struggling. You're 45 years old, struggling. I didn't tell you to wait till 45 to be married. I wanted you married much, much younger. But yeah. you don't want to want to have you you think you got to have this and have that and accomplish this and accomplish that to be married. Yeah, yeah the, the list. list. So and,
0: yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, well, welcome Michael, um, Doctor you know, Michael might. on on the podcast with this. So we're excited to have my brother on the podcast. Uh, uh, so going back to one thing, Marquita was saying. she's a "Tell a story." So I will tell a story. Um, real quick, she basically experienced some sense of uh, premarital sex. Uh, As an issue, right? So Mm. she went ahead and had, you know, sex, whatever, out of marriage. And the way that the church handled it was that they sat her down, because she was, you know, heavily used and utilized within the ministry. And they sat her down and kind of, almost, somewhat ostracized her. Um, You know, I I would rather her tell her own story than me tell it for her. But that's essentially what happened. They just kind of, you know, uh, you're kind of told, hey, sit down. Go sit down in the corner. You're in timeout, if you will. You know, you sinned. And what i never liked about the way the church has handled those type of conversations is that there isn't a conversation. There isn't a, I'll walk alongside you as we kind of navigate through this. There is a sense of shame that lasts well beyond the moment. Right? So like, of course you experience shame when you're out of alignment with Christ, but what I think the church does a really good job at is not talking about it and then talking about you and Mm -hmm. then not dealing with you to say, Hey man, let's, let's, let's navigate through this. Let's, let's, Let's um, create some type of a plan. Let's let's you know, I want to talk, you know, with you more and help you kind of navigate life. They do a good job of just saying, hey, I don't want you to be up on the forefront because this is not a positive uh, representation of our church when, when you're in that space. Right. So like if you're in a you know worship leader or if you're a teacher, preacher, whatever. And I get why I, like I see both sides. I see the yeah, church yeah, yeah. and why they wouldn't want to have somebody out there, you know, in a, in a certain light. But at the same time, I also see it from, but we all sin, like literally all mm-hmm. of us. So how do you differentiate or tease out which sin I'm going to like highlight and say, oh, you can't be on this praise team. And then this other sin, oh, no, it's OK, because you're not publicly showing whatever that sin is.
1: And so, and then, so I'm going to answer two things. So, so one, <clears throat> I disagree with Renee said um she said that sex is like she said that, that one is you need for to live the other one you need for pleasure i agree but you could just have bread and water you could just have bread and water like with food you could just have little you could just have bread and water and you'll be good you know like you you you'll be good mm, i don't and know so about that but that's my that's my point so that's my point i I've, sex to me not and it's it's just like food but where it's like it's exactly the same thing but what i'm trying to say is is that it's a natural it's a natural god gave it to the body naturally to want to release it and he gave it to the body as one to want it to be fulfilled and it is a craving it is a satisfaction that needs to be fulfilled it's a release
0: for women as it is for men though
1: i mean i don't know
0: exactly so i think that i I think to women it's not nearly as i
1: I think that's broad strokes though yeah, I
0: broad broad strokes. Strokes. always broad strokes, guys. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have to preface everything with broad strokes, but I'm saying broad strokes. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Most
0: men are like, Yeah, I needed to eat, like, I need to I need to eat today. It's legit, you know legit, what I mean? And most yeah. women are like, oh, I can go <laughs> a couple of years without it. You know, what I'm just saying, always broad strokes. Yeah.
1: So um, I agree with Renee. I agree with that point. If you
0: never have sex, you won't die. I That's agree, absolute. but you
1: won't live happily. <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> you if you if you've lived
0: this earth and you've never there are people that have never went to Poundtown. Listen. And I, they're living a fully satisfying I, life. Dude. As far as they know, they don't know what they don't have. They like, don't
2: know that. I'm just telling you, you've missed but, out. But human human instinct will, will tell us, oh, what am I missing out on? Like the curiosity mm. will be there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think us as humans, us as like being molded to be creators and, and to be, I guess, explorers and things like that. Like we're, we're always wondering what if Mm -hmm. like in some form of fashion. So to that vein, like though somebody might not be, you know, into sex like that or haven't experienced it at some point in time, they're going to sit back and get curious. Not to say that they need it. Eventually they'll need it to live, but they're going to get curious.
0: So so let me reframe it like this. So, Obviously, we all know that that um, sex comes from. I mean, as, as as far as Christians, I say I don't want to say for everybody, but as, as a believer, and we're all Christians yeah. here, we yeah. believe God created sex, right? There, yep. So, with God creating the very thing, how did how did it get to the point where it went from God's creation to the one thing we never talk about in church?
1: Mm. It's it is, and that's going back to your point earlier, John. It has been masked. The reason why is it has been masked. It has been Put on this pedestal as the one is the, is that of the all sins. And every other sin else is not as, as bad as that one. And I don't know what and 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 that's comes there and lies the problem. And it's and it's if people who study scripture, and I'm not considering myself to be like an scripture expert, but one thing is I have studied scripture. Mm-hmm. That that is the one that's actually out of a lot of the sins, it's actually talked about the least. There's mm-hmm. not that many texts about. Like in the New Testament and as a Christian, because Christianity doesn't exist until Christ dies. So let's be very clear. So as a as a believer in Christianity, there's not too many texts about sexual immorality versus there are a lot of texts about other things that the church does all the time, but yet the sex is the one that's just like, oh,
2: it's just emboldened, you know. And so, so I get what you're saying as far as as far as that. And I think now that society or like culture and everything is evolving, I, I think it's becoming more than just the act of like having sex outside of marriage. Um It, it always was in reference to like sexual immorality. Like that's the yeah. sin, right? Yes. yes. But I, I think things have changed from um, in my opinion, and also being like a leader in the church, I think it has changed from like just having sex to like it, it is starting to like engulf all things sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. But immorality. Um, I agree with you, what you were saying, but I think at some point in time, it, it starts to shift to all these broad things coming up, all these different aspects of sexual immorality coming up now that is not
0: being talked about. And I think that's the point that you were making, John, right?
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm,
0: yeah, I'm well. I'm making the yes. I'm making that point. I'm. I'm also making it with some someone. Our God being the creator of it. I'm amazed yeah, yeah. at how fr- frequently or infrequently we discuss the topic of sex. Like I, yeah, I it be talked like about? even and just I, saying the word sex in church feels weird. So I mean,
1: should it be talked about in church?
0: Should it be, I? Should it be absolutely? Talked
2: about? I think it should be talked about. I think it should be addressed. And the issue lies in um like. Like what you were saying, John, as far as like God created this thing, but how did it get to a point where, you know, we're not talking about it in the church? I think there's so much difficulty in addressing that topic um, to, to the point where like, how do you like there's a there has to be a balance. Like, how do you talk about the topic, but then not expose someone that could
0: be uh, potentially like tempted by whatever this topic I is? I wonder what makes it difficult, though, because I, I, I'm confused mm. as to what would make that topic difficult. From a church lens, I think I think the church always acts as if people are holier mm. than they really are, mm. and they try to be like, "Oh, we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to we don't want to give our perspective of it, and we'd rather not talk about it." But culture has reframed it over yeah. and over again, mm-hmm. and, people, and and yes, younger and younger, you're talking younger. about it, yeah, they're talking <laughs> yeah. about it, and younger yeah. kids are experiencing the conversation. And the church and not, is the last ones yeah. to, to to provide a impression yeah, 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 yeah. on young people about it. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 almost at like, yo, why wouldn't why wouldn't the church frame constantly frame and reframe the conversation of sex, especially if it's something that God created? Yeah, per personally, I can see how it could be difficult because of again,
2: like you, how far can you go within that conversation without, I guess. Uh, potentially opening doors for somebody to f- start uh, thinking about different things or wanting to expose themselves to different things if we're not supposed to be like having sex before
0: marriage, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's that's my right. concept. No, I got personally. you, yeah, yeah. and I think I think when we had our meeting on Wednesday, that's what we, Terrence and I talked about because, and I actually heard a great podcast about this. Kevin Stage and uh, his wife had a podcast, you know, and they talked about how the church basically horribly prepared them for marriage because mm-hmm. when they got married. The, his wife was so ill towards sex like oh my god I can't do it because I've been told or taught to stay away from it for 20 plus years so yeah. all of a sudden when that access is now unrestricted I'm supposed to be yeah, able to turn do. it around in a circle and hang off chandeliers all of a sudden like no like you got <laughs> the and so it, there really is a reprogramming that has to happen where you're now like, okay, well, how do I do this and not feel like trash? Because the church has made me feel like this is a trash thing, mm. you know, for so long. Thank you, Renee. Yeah. That was me. And so like hearing hearing that and seeing that, after, and I have, you're not the only one. There's a lot of Christian women that because they have not been taught how to like process this correctly, yeah. they get married and they don't know how to be whatever for their husband. And most, and broad strokes, most most men honestly are probably, I don't, this is not a fact, so I, don't, I, don't, I can't say this for sure. We already been in these streets most times. I'm just saying we already been done hitting something, You know what I'm thinking? I'm going in America. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say we yeah. done smacked a couple of jumps around. And so when we get to that wife, there's an expectation level. And then when mm-hmm. our wives are unable to fulfill that because of their inability to have conversations about it, and then the church has not talk, taught them how to love it or be okay about it when yeah. it's access unrestricted, Now we're married and now we have problems because you've been it's been restricted for so long and you don't know how to be unrestricted with it. And so and then let me go back to
1: a point I made earlier because I'm I'm looking at data and I've been looking at data for a while. I've been ready for this conversation. That's why you have to understand the history of how society has changed. Right. So let me just get through out some facts. Right. The average marriage age in the 1500s. So we're talking about the the 16th century. um, Women got married between the ages of 14 and 18. Men got married between the ages of 16 and 21. Sometimes women were married. Were married. Were, were would be married off at age between nine and twenty-one. Not condoning that right now. I'm just just stating a fact. Right. By the time we got to the 1700s, the average marriage age for people was was 19. And if I go up to 18, the average marriage age, by the time we get to the 1800s was 28 for men and 26 for women. Mm-hmm. There's a trend here. There is a significant trend here I want people to see historically. And what has happened is a huge part of it is capitalism. A huge part is the Industrial Revolution. A huge Mm -hmm. part is I have to have this and acquire this and acquire this and acquire that and acquire that in order to be ready to be married. I got to be able to provide. You got to remember back in the, the biblical times, if I was a farmer, my dad was a farmer, my son's going to be a farmer, it's already set in stone. Mm -hmm. If my dad was a carpenter, my son's going to be a carpenter. It's already set in stone. So the idea of I got to accomplish these things in order to be married didn't exist. Now, with that being said, the sad part is I'm also as a history major, understand that also women had absolutely no rights and no privilege, no say so, whatever it is. And they were often married off in these, in, in, in certain, in most cultures. So mm-hmm. their side of it is a little bit different. But my, my point is historically, when the Bible talks about, because, when Paul says, because of the fear of sexual immorality, let every man have one wife, those people were married very, very, very young. Very young. So it's very easy to say, we have adopted this thing where I gotta get this degree, live on my own. Accomplish this, have this car. Let me see what he's like. Let me see what she's like. I'm not really feeling her. Would he be cool to date? He don't really got, it. we don't have chemistry. All this stupid crap that God's like, I never talked about any of this crap. But y'all go ahead and have fun because the problem is my rule still stands. You shouldn't, I don't want you as a believer engaging in sexual sex, sex actions, but outside of your one spouse the problem is we want to wait to what 35 30 and 40 years old to accomplish all these things and to really build this connection of love that we think is love that God never even qualified at
0: all so I think we're having two two different conversations that's a good conversation too um but it, and I want I, I'm hoping that it can connect because I think it can but I'm just trying to think through how it would gotcha. what you' what you're saying versus not even versus like alongside because markita said, but not having the conversation is helpful, and ask, asking that question, I was like thinking as as you were talking, I'm like, what is the what is the consequence, good or bad, of the church not having the conversation of sex? The the
2: the bad, <clears throat> excuse me. The bad is um, the world is teaching everyone on what like sex is supposed to look like, how we're supposed to have sex, and everything yes. like that. And then the church, the Bible, like from a biblical standpoint, we're not being taught on what that's supposed to look like. So now it's this level of perversion um, that's put on the lens that we're supposed to be looking at sex in, you know, based off of what the word of God gives us Um, this, this level of perversion that's, that's, that's given to us by society, by all of our social norms and things like that. And those are the things that, you know, me personally, I struggle with within like first few years of marriage because, you know, like you said, John, like we've been out here. Right. So there was an expectation that I had, excuse me, within, uh, within my marriage when I first got into it. And, um, because of these actions that I've taken outside of marriage, um, that those expectations were then like, I guess perverted in a way, um, as if, if the church had taught me something different, if I was like talking about it differently within my social groups, within like within the church, within uh Christians, right? With Christ- Christian circles, yes. my thought process would have been different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my, 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 and my point ties into that. Or if you got married when you was
1: 18, 19. True. Cause that, that caps years. It relates because watch what I'm saying. That caps all these years. Mm-hmm.
0: Makes sense. If mm-hmm. you
1: Met Renee. You nineteen. I don't know how old Renee is. I'm just gonna go on the limb so she's she's just 26. say nineteen
0: too. Just it's say nineteen. Be, be safe. No, no. Because then, then,
1: then, I'm then I'm making her. She's in her thirties right now, and I don't want to offend her. She, so I'm she's,
2: she's turning thirty April third. See, yeah, okay,
0: cool. perfect. I mean, so let me is,
2: just put that out there. Twenty
1: five. <laughs> Renee is twenty five. You got. Guys, I got you, Renee. Thanks. Right. <laughs> all right. You'll learn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm saying, like, if that happens, you see, what I'm saying, like, it, yeah. it, instead of us worrying about all these accolades or whatever it is or to achieving certain things and you you're, you're now you're in a now you're in a covenant relationship where it's perfectly okay to explore whatever you want to explore mm-hmm. whatever you want to explore to your heart's content have at it mm-hmm. you know and so and we'll get into another topic about what is like i think like and the, we talked about this when we first turned up we, when we first started this idea of the podcast mm-hmm. one of the topics we wanted to cover was is masturbation a sin like remember mm-hmm. that we ne- we never did yeah. never hit it, we, it. We never, never
0: hit it. Oh. <laughs> yep, I walked right into that. Um one thing one thing Marquita said that I actually want to <laughs> highlight is this, the church puts on so much shame on women and sex. And it's so interesting because the church for the most part has been held up by women over the past like years mm. like that's been such a, a common denominator is women. Like men, especially and, the men. Black church. Yeah, especially especially black church. Yeah, thank you for that. So <clears throat> Men have not been in that in that space, or most of the case. So it's interesting to hear her say that, um, because it's 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 funny because it's like the, the main people that uphold the church are the main people that are shamed when they when these type of external sins are revealed. And I think that's the delineation that we have to like speak from. Is like the church is trash when an external sin is exposed. They're trash. Because they don't if the other sins we don't see, and we're just like, uh-huh. oh we don't, we're not addressing that so I could be taking a chick- to pound town every week, but because I can't be pregnant, you'll never know yeah. and even if you did know, <laughs> I'm not sure if your response would be the same to a woman as it would be to a male I'm not sure how you respond i don't I don't know if there's been Preconceived notions that we have as people that we just kind of look at diff- through a different lens. But I can tell you, there's been a variety of churches I've been a part of where women have gotten pregnant, and because I serve, I obviously, I'm a you know a piano player, so I'm often in a, p- a position of playing with worship leaders and preachers and, and all that. So, so praise and worship team people mm-hmm. are the ones that are often sat down because they've been impregnated, mm-hmm. right? I got sat down. What were you a I mean, part of? Did you get pregnant? Yeah. What, what, what yeah. Were you? So yes.
1: And in, in the in the relationship turns. I was a part of a praise and worship team at at a, a particular church, and the person who I was dating at the time was pregnant. W- revealed it to the leadership in church, and I had to sit off the praise and worship team. For how long? Good point. Because I did eventually earn my way to get back on. You <laughs> earned your way to get back on? Hold on. i so, so, so.
0: There's nothing biblical about
1: this. There's <laughs> nothing biblical nothing at all about that. Like, and I just say, okay, well, you, you've you done.
0: You've been doing enough for this church. We'll let you back on the team. You served your time. You served your sentence.
1: <laughs> Do you understand the. And, and the thing is, you know, it's so, so John, so it was so funny. funny is the more I laugh about this, it's not funny because I didn't have any, there was no, like, I could not even understand it, but I would at least be at least more sympathetic if while I'm being sat down, there's some porn into, there's some, there's some like, you make sense? Like there's some therapeutic services being offered. There's some counsel about sex or whatever. There was nothing.
2: Yeah. Sit
1: on the pew and watch us perform for the Lord. Yeah. You are in timeout. Yeah. And then a few months later when this joint passes.
2: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Come on back. So 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 I <laughs> I personally didn't get sat down at a church that I was going to in the past, but I've
0: witnessed this happen to people, right? So yeah. um, you know. Sorry, real quick question, Mike. Do yeah, yeah. you think it's something that black churches do or you think it's all churches? I don't know what your experience has been. Um, my experience has been
2: majority black churches.
0: Okay. Uh so I can only speak from
2: that, right? Got it. And yes, that has just been in the black church in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this previous church I went to, I've seen where, you know, somebody got pregnant and then they would get up in front of the church uh to talk about how like, hey, you know, they're this person is expecting they understand like you know, the 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 nature of their wrongs and you know they'll be set down from X, Y, and Z and uh, we're gonna continue to pray for her, and like, mind you, she's sitting right there next to the pastor in the pulpit, and like, while wow, he's afraid. doing all of this, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's so awkward, right? And 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 me seeing that from you know my perspective, outside looking in, I was just yeah. like, yo, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. Like, and but at the same time, I don't know what type of counseling might have happened in the background or anything like that. But I think that level of exposure overall, um. I, I don't I don't think anyone deserves to, like, be put in front of the entire church to sit back and apologize for their actions or something like that. Yeah. That's between them and God. Right. That's 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 my opinion. That's what I believe. I think that's between them and God. If they have a conversation with their church leadership to say, hey, you know, this is what's happening. This is where I'm headed. You know, I'm pregnant, whatever. Um, you know, OK, let's talk about what's happened. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, the the counseling that should happen afterwards right because it's it's not just about the the biblical principle and like helping somebody uh or or counseling them in a way of like uh choosing better lifestyles from a christian standpoint um it's more so of like okay people let's talk about the fact that people are going to look at you weird in this church because you're walking around pregnant and we know you ain't married right and and i don't know if we should normalize that like that's the that's kind of my point right like normalize what though People gonna look at you weird in the church. No, and, and I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get that in a second. Okay. So like, let's let's talk about the fact that hey, we know people are going to do this. Like that. Let's be totally honest. Just in in, in reference to what you were saying, like the the culture of the church is like people are gonna look at it weird. But what we should be doing is continuing to support this person, continuing to shower them with love, give them you know support in whatever aspect they need support in. I mean, but to to be sat back and ridiculed with every like every look or every stare or every conversation that they have with somebody, and especially if they're put up in front of the the entire church to apologize and all of that, that's just so like uh, I, I can't even find the word to describe that. That's embarrassing. That's um um I don't know, help me out with the words that I'm looking for, but
0: at the end of the day, like embarrassing is accurate. Yeah, like it's, it's very it's, embarrassing
2: is wrong i don't think yeah. somebody should be put through that there, there are better ways to do it for sure
0: yeah i think i agree with you i where i kind of i'm kind of like oh, i don't know i do believe that the church because you, you didn't i don't think you meant this when you said it i think you said um it's, it's not for everybody to know and i agree with that it's not for everybody to know that there is for some people to know some people somebody should be able to say like you should, to be, hold should be accountable a, a culture yeah. right a culture i actually say, disagree well, I, I actually agree. I didn't even say, didn't okay. even say my uh, first point uh, yet. No, wow. but uh, even with your first point, I object. <laughs> <I>, even <laughs> with, with whatever your, you're I, saying, it, yeah. even with your
1: first point is the part of of is part of the flipping problem. What's, what's my point. what was my first? You point? said that it's not for everybody. No, but some people. That's actually the problem. Like one of the things that I loved about uh you, is it Eugene Peterson, the uh, purpose-driven life. Mm-hmm. He said the word privacy and Christianity are not synonymous. They should so, not go together.
0: So you, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> James 5 says, confess your sins one to another, pray one for another, you'll be healed. You so, yeah, but I don't
1: think it should be certain people.
0: Confess. Listen, listen for a second. Oh, listening. I'm saying that to say there's a progression. Okay. I don't believe that. I don't believe that when it initially happened, you're supposed to say, I had sex and I did this. Oh, the- yeah, no, okay, that's okay, that's okay. not. That's kind of what he was just speaking to. It's, it's that... You do confess your sins once another. And you do pray for one another so that you do get healing. And eventually when that thing becomes a testimony that can help pull others in, of course you don't stay private about it because other people will be blessed by your testimony. So I think there's a progression to it. I don't think it's something that happens. Who, who, who can expose their sin to that degree where, let, let's say you go to a mega church mm-hmm. and you're sitting up there like what, what Mike was just speaking to and saying, oh, okay, yeah, I just had sex with such and such. And and like we're, like Mike just said, he said, being honest, most people will judge you and look at you,
1: and that's the problem
0: in a derogatory way. Which is which is the problem, but that's the facts too. I got yeah. you, but what I'm saying is that's
1: because we have we're not doing this thing right. That's not the the meth the method the method is not is not is not the problem. I got, what, what I'm trying to say, just because we don't do church right, doesn't mean it the way it's supposed to happen shouldn't happen. So in I other agree. words. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, if we're doing this thing, if we're living out this Christianity thing right, right, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's 50 people in the church. I don't care if it's seven hundred. Seven hundred. If I confess to them that I am struggling with sexual immorality,
0: mm-hmm. not
1: one person should judge. Not one person. Everybody should be seeking seeking out ways. Are you
0: speaking in this in the sense of a church that doesn't exist right now? I'm speaking, I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But, but, so, but what I'm
1: I got you. So what, what I'm saying is that's the, that's what I said that's why I said that's the problem so i'm so i'm not disagreeing with you i'm saying the the problem is so even when i try to operate in a church that doesn't exist i'm only going to tell these five people and i'm not going to like i'm only going to tell these two people i don't think we we got to do that i'm not i'm not knocking that but what i'm saying is we're pretty much just saying it's okay to have this whack grass church cuz i'm only going to tell these two people anyway because of how the church really is so I don't, and I'm the, and I'm the energy right now. I'm just not gonna go to that church. I'm just mm-hmm. not gonna go because I don't want it to be. I, I don't want to live in any realm of in, if if it's not authentic, and that's mm-hmm. not authentic to me.
0: So that's I why I you, just. I get what you're saying. I just think, I think the progression matters. I think that I got you. That I think you know, progression matters enough.
1: because of which because what we have seen. I think if we were walking this thing out like we're supposed to be. We wouldn't see I, think, I, think to... I actually
0: think walking it out responsibly does go alongside with the James 5 scripture. I think it I think confessing your sins one to another doesn't necessarily mean confessing to the entire church. I got you. I, I think it's that, that goes means back to like, our conference last me. week. So oh, should uh-huh. there be
1: mega churches? That goes back to our conference last week, our convo last week. Should there be mega churches?
0: Mm. Like makes
1: it make, like make that's the problem right there, as it is anyway. Makes sense. It's it's way too many people.
0: Way too many people. To to live out to live out Christianity authentically, yes. Yes, I think I think a megachurch does make. I think it hinders it more than it helps it. That yes. that ability to be authentic. I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you.
2: No, you good. Um, to to add to the scripture that you mentioned about like confessing to one another. Yeah. Um, I I forget what it comes from in Revelation, but it talks about um we are free by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our, we our testimony.
0: We overcome yeah. by the blood. Of the Lamb. We mm-hmm.
2: overcome by the the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that. That overcoming by the blood is, is, you know, stationary as far as like um, um, or, or basic in reference to like salvation. Like God, God will continue to like give us everything that we need to be able to overcome. Right. But mm-hmm. the word of our testimony is what keeps us overcoming, what keeps us free mm-hmm. from whatever trans- transgressions that we uh, that we conduct or like whatever uh, temptations that we're falling into. Mm -hmm. So, um, there, I I believe there is a certain point where you need to talk about it. Like you Uh need to talk about the things that you're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, you're confessing it to, you know, maybe twos and fews and stuff like that in a sense of accountability. Um, but you got to understand it or, or have an understanding with those folks where they're not, um, everybody don't need to know. And everybody's not trustworthy in that sense, where they can the problem, actually hold too. you accountable. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a harsh truth. That's right? very true. Um, and we we just got to be mindful of who we're like, who we have in our spaces that are holding us accountable in a way that is Christ centered.
1: Question: With that, mm. is there a sin? So, are we saying, as the Relentlessy Real Podcast, that if someone has sex out of wedlock or whatever it was, they should be sat down? Or they shouldn't be sat
0: down. You I'm know. saying they should not be sat down. Okay, I think so, so that, I think so they should just keep leading. Yeah, I think that. I think I think that actually is a counterculture to what has been, and I think it's something that people would be they would gravitate towards a real authentic space that says, "Yeah, I I, I did commit it." And you should. I don't think you should just act like it didn't happen. I think I believe in a space where you're saying you make this the norm at your church environment, like. No, it's not obviously okay to go around having sex outside of marriage, clearly. But what we're not going to do is act like y'all don't have sin coming in through this door. And you go and operate as a minister, a preacher, a teacher, a deacon, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what your stuff is. We don't know what you're watching that's sinful or wrong. Why would we shoot, sit you down as if to give this better viewpoint of our church than it really is? Yes. What are we trying to put on for? Who are we doing this? A lot of what church is about is the showmanship of it. Hmm. Like, oh, the fact that you can see that you can, you can't see my sin makes makes it like, oh, then he's good. But if no matter what the sin is, once it's exposed, how you act and react to it is the problem. Yeah. Um, I like Marquita's point she just made.
2: Uh, in reference to like, I I don't think people in the shirt in the church that who who don't know you, um, should hold you accountable. Yeah. You don't say anything uh, any other day, but now you have so much to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, because with holding someone accountable or with this whole Christianity thing and, and us being able to confess to one another, there needs to be a sense of relationship there, yes. Um, you. and and, and 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 without that relationship with that rapport that you have with certain people, um, you c- it, it's, it's not going to be received as well as this is somebody that I actually know and that somebody I know cares about me and my well-being and, and my growth you know absolutely so
1: lives are yeah, changed through relationships like even at its core i think jesus changed lives through relationships yeah, yeah like, the root
0: and the root the root matters like the root of the person like how we became even accountable to each other matters like yeah do i already have a relationship with you or did you just see my sexual sin and be like oh let me hold you accountable now Yeah, you know, like that's that's because because after that's
2: after that's done, what happens? Like, if that's the only thing that tied you and that person together, in reference to this relationship, right? Because there's levels to relationships. Um, after that's done, then what? You know, you're gonna feel like that person was just there to, you know, pour into you, which is, and you know what? I'm not even saying that's that's wrong. Mm -hmm. There are certain aspects of that that are okay. You don't have to friend everyone that you're that you're ministering to. Yeah. Um. And and even me, like as a as a leader in the church, like it, I I struggle with that and setting those boundaries with people sometimes. Where every like for real, everybody not my friend, but I'm going to continue to show the love of Christ to folks in those uh, like different aspects and trust people with certain things and certain topics that, um, that we com- uh communicate with each other amongst like our our small circles. There are certain people like y'all, right? Like it's yeah. some stuff that I'll expose to y'all mm-hmm. uh, to hold me accountable because I trust. Um, your track record. I trust that y'all care about me and my well-being and my walk with God and y'all going to hold me accountable and to a certain standard while other people, they don't really know me like that and I don't know them. So,
0: And in dealing with uh, authenticity, I'm sorry, Terrence, you got next. No, I mean, no, in no, de- no. In dealing sure. with authenticity though, I think what we're talking about is kind of what people are seeing and are are kind of moving away from the church because of it because it feels like a a, a show. Right. Like when you're when you know yeah. people are putting on, you don't really want to be a part of something because you're looking for something that's authentic and real. Mm. And so the authentic and real in this is, no, I know you have I know you have I know you think about sex. I know you want sex a lot. I know you be I know you be watching porn. I know you be like like go into it, like get let's mm-hmm. get into the let's get into the muck and mire of people, because that's literally why Jesus came from heaven to earth to do this whole dying for. Right. Like this is this is the whole crux of it all. So yeah. to act as if we are in some ways perfect is the one thing that is dismantling the church over and over and over again. And why people don't feel like it's a vital part of their life. Cause it just feels like, Oh, this is just a show. You just want me to, to look good, but not actually be good. You want me to look the part, but not actually be the part. And I think that's, that's a crucial part of like church and Christianity is like, man, people are looking for authenticity. So to answer Terrence's or Thunder's question, um, you know, I think, I think it's important. I know it's ridiculous. I think it's important <laughs> for us to say, no, this is what happened with this person. And obviously, you're going to see the birth of a child or you're going to see the child grow in that person's belly. But at our church, this is what we do. We walk alongside that individual. We pray with that person. We, mm-hmm. we hold that person accountable. We, we, this is what we, we have a plan of action so that when these things happen, they're less likely to happen again.
1: So I'm going to be Helzabob's advocate right now i really am like so is it okay to be led by someone who is visibly
2: purposefully engaging in sin so so all right let me talk about that a second because i see what we're talking about as far as like leaders and should they be set down um there are standards in the bible in reference to there are um, like pastors and and people in leadership, uh, bishops. I can't remember exactly where those are. are all, I, I, but, I'm gonna give but, you one, Mike, right off the yeah. top, because it says, it, I remember
1: one, and I remember when I read this, read this vividly, because it was, if Paul wrote it, it was for a reason. Yeah. He says, and ye pastors be subject to no one, and ye bishops or de- deacons, whatever it was, whatever he said, be subject to little one. Why was he making that? There's a reason why he's making that analog that that difference. One mm-hmm. group was none. The other group was some, and like so, I just I'm just I, I'm I, I'm I'm just trying. Chim- I didn't mean to cut you off, but i have been chiming yeah, yeah. in. There is a, like a, there was this different call even for God about leadership, yeah, right. And 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 in my mind thinking is he saying that about leadership because he's not he's is he worried about what they would personally struggle with, or is he worried about what they will be personally what they will personally be seen, and their appeal, and and I think that is. I can't, I don't, I can't pull away from that. Like as a, as a, like it's a story. Like as if I'm just, if I'm just, you know, if i go to Mike's church or I go to John's church, and we believers, whatever, we all Christians, right? Mm. And this is going to sound really bad, but weird. You walk into a strip club, you see me in the strip club, cool, no problem. You might be like, oh, you go to, I go to, we both wrong, cool, no problem. You walk into a strip club and see your pastor, and they're (laughs) throwing out twenties. (laughs) Or <laughs> uh, your money that you gave, <laughs> it's like just that like I'm I mean, right now. If you saw Paris, your pastor grabbing
0: the money off, no yo, girl, this is my money. This is my if, uh-uh, of uh-uh, I
1: mean, <laughs> if You saw your thing. pastor slapping cheeks right now
0: in this, yeah. Strip club. yeah. Oh, man. There's some things you can't unsee. I agree, <laughs> <laughs> Bishop. What are you doing in Bishop? here? <laughs> Stop hitting her cheeks like that. Um. <laughs> I So I agree. And I think it kind of goes back to what the church has become versus what it is, or supposed to be. So what the church is, versus what it's supposed to be is all is the, the delineation. I mean, the difference is huge, right? Like, it literally yes. is just so I'm always perplexed, because I'm always like asking these questions like, well, do we follow the Bible, though? Like, 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 like quite literally, like what you were just saying. For instance, Mike was just saying in, in UT, talking about oh, you know, there's certain parameters. You know, there's something, there's stuff in Titus that speaks about, you know, for for certain, um, you know, leaders there'd be a, a um a husband to one wife or whatever, and it's supposed to have you know there's a certain like bullet point things and you know that it states in these scriptures. But they but I, the, let's be real, the church doesn't follow none of that. Like like literally don't look i mean not saying all churches but most of the churches i've been a part of don't look to those scriptures to add value to what they do as a church they just they have people that hold those positions so there'll be apostle this bishop that there'll be you know this title and that title but they don't adhere to the biblical standards or they don't even make it something that they bring up or mm-hmm. hold people accountable to so there's kind of this 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 difference of churches like it's like what we've created as church, like kind of what you were saying earlier, T, what we created as church versus what the church was supposed to be, they're two different, totally two different things. So what do, do we do? We care enough to become that church or are we just kind of like, oh, well, you know, you know how we are. You know how we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's so, my thoughts about that.
2: So kind of going back to what we were talking about,
0: I referenced to um,
2: leaders, right? And leaders being sat down. Um Terrence, you gave the example of like the diff like the from the Bible in reference to the uh, uh standards and stuff for leadership. And there are examples in the Bible when like people were were sat down, right? And in, in a sense. So if you think about uh I think it was Moses and Joshua, right? And at some point in time, I I don't remember exactly what Moses did, but eventually um he did something that was um it wasn't up to God's standard for him to do. And eventually Joshua had to take over. Right. Yeah. So I think that is one example of like those things, there's a standard that needs to be followed. And if that standard is not followed, people should be sat down for a time or uh, in a sense of like counseling or whatever like that, where you feel as though like you can get back to a point where you're the representation is, uh, uh, I guess in a good sense, I'm, I'm trying to find the words cause now that I'm talking about it, it sounds really bad, but at the same time, there's a, I, I feel like there's a, there's still a need for it because if you're, you're following somebody that's continuing to go down the same path over and over and over again, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes even worse than what it was previously. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be following this example. Like what is that an example to follow? Like, is, is that really an example to follow? Uh, from from Christ standards, that's that's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I I think what makes it troubling for me is is how do you? And this is the, what the issue that I have with the, with the church that dealt with this situation yeah. is like how do you tease out what sin you uphold and what sin you say? Mm-hmm. Oh no, we're not going to care mm-hmm. about that because gluttony is highly received within churches. Yeah, this is full out yeah. sin, and they yeah. sit up there having church dinners, eating themselves to death, right? But they, there's no sense of like, oh, let's Let's, no one talks about gluttony in most church spaces. It's mm. not even a sin. So, so you know, we don't even peel back the onion of the sins that are sins, right? And say, oh, okay, well, let's deal with gluttony. You know? So what I mean by that is just literally, quite literally, what sins have we kind of gotten cozy next to and have no longer considered them to be sin? And so so with these external ones, we, we put them on a the pedestal, but with these internal ones, we don't. Mm. So... I I, I
1: want to throw this out there because one of the things that me and John were talking about, and that one of the things that I'm like actively trying to do research on because I'm one of the people who where I'm like, I don't want to just go off of what I was raised to believe or told. I need to find what does the Bible really say about this? But, and and, and I know we're getting ready to wrap up because the one of the yeah. questions I, I, I just want to throw out there is having sex before marriage, a sin. And I'm just throwing it out there. Right. Um, and I and I challenge everybody to do their own research and do their own study, cause and I'm not answering it. I think in your study you should let the Bible answer that, right? And that's my energy, ever since I became a lot older and even it has it's, it's gotten worse over the years. To challenge what I was taught to believe and what the Word actually says, and then stand on what I've learned from the Word, right? Yeah. And yeah. sometimes the Word is confirmed. Oh shoot. What I was raised to believe is absolutely 100% right. I've seen the opposite. I've seen it. I've seen the, I've seen the word and I've also seen what happens when I went outside of it. This is right.
2: Right. That's, that's really good that you brought that up as far as like people doing their own research. And I, and I think as church leaders, uh, there should be, there should be people that are like, held accountable for doing the research as as to like look into the word of god as to like where the direction of the church should go um how to address certain issues things like that um just like again we were speaking about the 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 standards for a pastor and like how they're there to be like sober-minded and stuff right how how else can you hear from god clearly if you're not sober-minded um and 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 there's 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 a a level of Again, soberness that needs to, uh, that we need to have in order to like hear from God clearly, uh, mm-hmm. from to 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 be able to hear the revelation from God from here, uh, reading his word and understanding which direction we need to go in to address certain issues. So, yeah, that that's a really good point, man. As far as like people doing their own research,
1: I always bring up this scripture because it always, it always like it, just, it always punches me because this is the, this, this is the scripture that a lot of people, churches use and i think sometimes they don't see the see the context of the, the of what paul was writing cuz he says now for the matters that you wrote about and mm-hmm. paul's talking to the church of corinth which means them Bammers in corinth had questions you yeah. know and in layman's terms they was in the they was in the sheets makes sense is it good for a man to have sex with a woman he says it is good for a man to have sex with a woman but since sexual immorality is current which means he realized them bammers was getting down in Corinth. Mm-hmm. I would love to. I would love to historically know what was going on in Corinth that Paul thought he had to start, like not in the middle. I'm going to start this chapter with, with this topic. It's literally <laughs> Corinthians one. Like yeah, it is First Corinthians. Well, I mean Corinthians chapter seven. Let's just go right to it. Right, mm-hmm. since sexual immorality is current, since. But since Mm. each man should have relations with his own wife and each woman with her own husband. And I just think that's a starting point because he's like, uh, me and John were talking on Wednesday. There are certain things in the Bible. I feel like God just just do it because I said so. You ain't got question. Mm. I'm in charge. I made you. I'm out. This is my this. This is all my stuff. I'm the potter. Right. Makes sense. I made this. This is me. Just do it. Just because I said so. You ain't got to know why. I just feel like sex is not one of those things. I just feel like sex is one of those things with God, like I foreknew, and he has so many texts that follow up about sex. Like don't, like with, with a husband and a wife, y'all don't y'all need to stop having sex unless y'all agree upon it. Otherwise temptation is gonna happen. Like it's like God is like, he's just like telling you.
0: Giving the manual. He's giving That's you the it.
1: reason why. Since there's sexual immorality happening, which means you effing, you effing him, you sleeping with him, she's sleeping with her, he going to sleep with him eventually, she going to sleep with her eventually, he going to want to be a he, he going to want to be a she, she going to want to be a she, she gonna, they going to sleep a day, that's going that's happening, that's going to happen, you know what, let's go and bottle this thing up, you get your wife, you get your husband, that's just not going to, let's just kill it. Which I also just,
0: answers the question of what you asked, like is, should it be pre- premarital sex? You just said let each person have their own husband and own wife, that's which just, answers the question of that's what I'm just saying it's just that there is none unless there is none unless you're married.
2: Yes,
1: <laughs> like, and, and, you like, actually like, just answered the question. And he goes answering. into so much, so many things, yeah. and that Corinthians first Corinthians 7 talks about widows, people who got divorced. Yeah, like he goes into so much, and he's just like I don't understand why, like to your, to what we talked about earlier, is the church not talking about sex. Is it an issue? It is an issue.
0: It's the is number. One, I think it's the number one issue of the church.
1: You're skipping, mm. and then you're skipping, and and in this point, you're skipping chapters.
0: <laughs> yeah, like,
1: like makes it so You're not even teaching the whole Bible.
0: And not even just that. Like you guys said, if you don't talk about it, they're going to get their information from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And the curiosity of the sexual drive, and there are things that just just start happening, right? And you just sitting there like huh, I had a wet dream or whatever the case may be. And like, what you're was saying, that? <laughs> you know, what just happened and what, just, what you know what I'm saying? And so there's curiosity happens un, on its own, right? Like, it's not like, you know, it's nothing I did. I just was living my life. And one day I went from not having wet dreams to, hmm, that was exhilarating. What do mm-hmm. I do with this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and where do I go with this? And I want to do that again. And, and John,
1: so, I, the, also guilt happens where there should not be guilt. Hmm. hmm. And there was a, I I didn't mean to cut you off, but the more I talk about it is there, there, like, there have been studies about people in the church who've committed suicide because they were experiencing something very natural and the church led them to believe that they were sinful. Oh, no. And they've Mm -hmm. committed suicide because they just, they just, they they could not take it. Yeah. And so by you not talking about it and about you not normalizing it, Mm -hmm. you actually have people out here just not even. You know, yeah. like just not even existing.
0: And Marquise said it's a shame of it all, but I, I would even say it's it's the unjust shame. Yeah, like there's shame that is justified, and there's sh- shame that we create yeah. that we like we literally create. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I've seen I've been on both sides of it, man. I've seen the church mishandle. I have friends of mine that it mishandled them, and they were dealing with sexual sin, and because and literally the person dealt with the sexual sin issue. You know what I'm saying? Had the baby. And no, because there was there was no plan, had the baby baby born year old now year and a half old went mm-hmm. back and went back with the same sexual sin, and did wow. another one. You know what I'm saying? Wow. They're like, well, mm-hmm. well, and they were sat down, and, I'm, and so I'm like, guys, look at your procedural things that you're doing that are so incorrect. Like the, the one thing the church won't do is learn. And I'm I'm amazed that I'm amazed as a musician, I watch it. They fully still haven't, like she said, still having sex. Nothing's changed because we've done nothing to change it because we don't know how to frame the conversation of sex from a Christian lens in which it was created by God. It's ridiculous. And and in a a world where where sex and sexuality and identity and all these things that we're supposed to find within Christianity and within God, as we believe as Christians and we don't even speak from those lenses is incredible. Hence why people are going down all types of roads because the church isn't giving another perspective or the biblical perspective.
2: Yeah. that's So I wanted to highlight what Renea said in in reference to like what you were just saying, right? Um, As far as like acknowledging, acknowledging the heaviness of conviction and it's not necessarily the, the church's fault that people feel convicted about it. But it's it's about like, what is the church doing to help people navigate those convictions? Yeah. Right. To to have those conversations about the conviction that they have. Like you said, it, there are some that are justified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel the way that you feel because you you know, you did something that was blatantly wrong in the eyes of mm-hmm. God. Um. So how do we help each other navigate that instead of continuing to, you know, uh, feel this, uh, uh, I guess. Self-induced. Um. Um. What's the word I'm looking for, man? This this self induced like shamefulness, if you will, about mm-hmm. your situation. Like the the church can't do better about that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I just think as far as how I, I'm very passionate about people being able to find a church that's authentic. Like I really I I, I hope one day to be a part of one that is living it out authentically, honestly. That I can be able to say I want to attach myself to this type of ministry that lives it like really lives it out hmm. in an authentic way in a way that does not have taboo topics that they don't touch because they're scared in a way that like like I've I've, I've I mean I don't know you guys checked out my podcast but I do have a podcast called Nero, Nero podcast yeah, and yeah and on it I, I've said I wish Dave Chappelle was my pastor because I literally listen to Dave Chappelle and he literally I'm not and it's jokingly stated of course but he states and speaks about things that people cringe about. And I'm like, the cringe topics are the topics that should be at the forefront of the church. As as Terrence just said, Paul was like, man, y'all out here smashing, let me get some context to y'all smashing, Corinthian church. Y'all out here doing the, doing your thing. And there's another passage that says, you know, obviously it says, it speaks about men, men who have sex with men, people who commit adultery, people who do this will never in- inherit the kingdom of heaven. And it's awful, right? But yeah. then it says, after that it says, but such were some of you, like church. Some of you were adulterers Some of you were men, men who had sex with men and et cetera, and, but you have been washed, you've been cleaned. You're you're now taken care of because of your commitment to Jesus. And so if the church stopped trying to look clean and actually embrace being dirty and saying, I don't know, we're, we're, we're filthy as a church, mm. but thank God that we have God to purify and cleanse. And But we keep trying to make ourselves clean mm-hmm. that's the that's what i guess so to speak it to mike's point that's the part i'm really trying to, to to fight against it's like yes you should sit down people that are out of alignment i guess and there should be more conversations about that but at the same time let's not do it for the sake of trying to look cleaner than we are yeah
2: that's good
1: yes do it do yeah. it to, to enrich them yeah because the whole purpose of christianity a christian is someone who, who's embraced christ and to follow christ so while I'm while I, I'm sitting them down, whatever you want to call it, what am I doing to push them closer to Christ? Right. Because obviously this is something where they, they struggle with. Right. Which means it's the issue of them not pursuing Christ. That that's what it's all about. It's an issue yeah. of me not pursuing right. God and right. pursuing what I want to get out through my bodily function. What don't I just, want to get released. don't
2: just sit me down as a punishment. Sit me yeah. down because we need to have a discussion about how we can get back to where I was before. Right. Or I think or that's even what you better. Talk
1: about just the church. I Absolutely, think we should be a good to talk about just if we do pick this topic back up because I think we do, we've done this for two weeks. But talk about like the ch- how church handles sin in general, like mm. in general because because I, I wanted to ask, but we we really got to go. But but like, so if if I'm sitting somebody down for sex, am I am I not sitting them down for other stuff like you know like like should should other they stuff still like be- what
2: like 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 speeding? I, they don't I, be long land. Ever- <laughs> you know. Hey, I mean, teacher, the one, deacon, you gotta I, get that down.
1: I forgot yeah. about the like the 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 somebody did the research on it, but the Bible talks about not showing love, it as being one of the greatest things you can do against God. It's one of the most. It's it's one of the most harmful things you. Can, it's probably the biggest sin to not love somebody, and it's the one thing the church is horrible at. Absolutely horrible. Pastors, deacons, bishops usher board junior usher board are horrible at showing people sho- so, loving people
2: so two of yeah. the greatest commandments right the two greatest commandments is uh first love god right mm-hmm. and, love and each then other. The, the second is love people love yeah. each other and i would like to think if those are the two greatest commandments you know and, and if you're we're not doing those things i i don't know sin is so sin sit, sit
1: all y'all bamas down yeah <laughs>
0: I, I I agree, but I also would want to when we do have that conversation. I want want to context what love is because I think we have a different. Everybody uh, has a. We, do, we do. Different, I,
1: I, I'm just saying that's that's just one thing, right? I'm just saying. No, like, I I know, but I'm yeah. just saying in
0: that in that context of that conversation, yeah. we have a we all have a different vantage point or viewpoint yes. of what love is, and so without without defining it, it doesn't really hold any weight, right? One hundred percent. That's you know good. some people say yep. loving you know this last thing some people say loving is like oh if i don't tell you about your sin that's loving some people yeah. say telling you about your sin like or, or saying or holding you accountable or saying oh i saw you do this and i don't i don't think it was you know god's will for your life yeah some people say that's loving some people say that's unloving somebody yeah, some i mean exactly me as i am some people say yeah. that's loving Some people say that's unloving yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's
2: a difference between affectionate love and um like unconditional right so
0: yeah, yeah. There's a lot of framing that has to happen with that conversation, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think all in all, when it comes to the conversation of sex, this this I don't know what's going on with naked HD XYZ, I don't, I don't, they, um, they, but they I did my. they want
1: about God? They want to hear about God. Do they? They're well, they going they get out my know, chat overlay. I
0: know that much. Sick of them.
2: I blocked Father them God. Them we come minute. to you humbly as we know come on, how to come, move come on, this naked <laughs> HD person out of our chat <laughs> in the name of Jesus. They don't here, God. But but if you are here, Lord, I pray that they find you. There you
0: go. I pray that you I hold them we'll tight. You. I hope, <laughs> it, <laughs> hope no, not, not Tabitha. <laughs> not <find> Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we had a wonderful conversation. And just to kind of uh, wrap it up, we did talk about um, ch- sex in the church. And we talked about the way in which we have to deal with it as a community, as believers. So I think the, I don't I don't always want to just want to leave it open. But I actually challenge you guys to have these conversations at your churches. Like, don't just leave it open here. Go to your church and say, hey, man. Why don't we if we talk about sex, let's talk about sex more. If we don't talk about sex, why don't we talk about sex? Like bring it to your community and let's have these conversations because sex needs to be discussed, I think, in every uh, community of churches or believers or whatever y'all meet up to go talk about things with concerning God. Yeah, if they don't um, learn
2: it from the church, man, they're gonna learn it from everywhere else. And that's how about the same and,
0: and look, Satan's like, let me lesson number one yeah. bend her over. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Satan is not he is not shy about his tactics at all. So and I'm an
1: educator, yeah. trust me, they know. They, they know, know. his
0: <laughs> tactics are the exact
2: things that are breaking the church up, like to what we see today, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's painting the church now. So, we got to be able to talk about those cringeworthy topics all together.
0: Cringeworthy. I like, I like, I like cringeworthy. We gotta, we gotta maybe do something based off of that word cringe. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. We appreciate you guys' support. Uh, my name is John, my name's Mike,
1: and I am hoping that John doesn't edit this. But I had a question because Mike is a doctor. And Um, so you came on here late, Mike, I got to ask you this question. mm -hmm. What scientifically what comes first? Thunder or lightning?
2: Well, I'm not a doctor of like meteorologist or whatever geology or whatever like that. So I'm just going to say what I know. Um, I thought it was lightning and then thunder. That's it. Have a good day. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) All right. I don't know what just happened. (laughs) I don't know what just happened, but uh, thank you guys so much for checking out the video. Mike got it. Mike
1: got it.